When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. All right, here we are again with another Gators Breakdown thought of the day. I'm the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. And I, I guess it's quarterback week here on Gators Breakdown. Look, we talk, we talk quarterback a lot anyway. It's just a hot topic at the University of Florida, especially from the transition of Heisman finalist Kyle Trask to Emory Jones. But also, if you haven't, uh, if, if you're a little behind on Gators Breakdown this week, big week, of course, had Nick Evers, the Gators 2022 quarterback commit on with his mom, Monica. Really, really good interview. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, please do so after uh, after you watch this. Um, I mean, this uh, a unique perspective from the recruit and the parent, especially together uh, there. So uh, a lot of feedback, uh, lots of po- positive feedback from you guys out there who enjoyed the interview uh, and, and listened to it. So if you haven't yet, go check it out. Uh, they're really, really good stuff uh, from the Everest family. And uh, Gator Nation's excited to have them, and they are excited to be a part of Gator Nation. So. All right, let's get to this thought of the day, and um, it comes from YouTube. Uh, you guys, some of you watching live right now, uh, but it comes from Cody Sprague, uh, and this come up uh, probably about a month ago, <laughs> but uh, as I, I was on vacation, and we've had a lot of news uh, in, in Gator Nation uh, in the last few weeks, especially in the recruiting world and the recruiting front uh, with visits happening again uh, in the month of June. But Cody did ask, do you think Emory Jones – is a top three quarterback in the SEC. And I, I really had to think about this. And you can come off of it two ways. You can just come up with it right off the cuff. And if somebody asked me right away, is Emory Jones a top three quarterback in the SEC without even doing any research, you know, just kind of right off the top of my head, I really, really have to think about it. And I, it's not a quick answer. And still not a quick answer, even after some research and after looking at some uh, other players there. And um, the SEC, there is a, a lot of questions in the SEC. It's not, you know, Mac Jones and Kyle Trask last year, they were kind of your, your top two quarterbacks. Uh, and you didn't, I mean, Jamie Newman was getting a lot of hype this time <laughs> a year ago. So um, there were some questions last year too, but that you kind of, was, was Bryce Young going to take over for Alabama at some point? Uh, Mac Jones has started toward the end of the year in 2019 and, and, and lost to Auburn uh, there. Kyle Trask, you know, could he uh, elevate his game uh, more from 2019 to 2020? Both those guys did that. Both those guys Heisman finalists. So you had the SEC with two Heisman finalists in 2020. 2021, a little different. 
JT Daniels getting a little bit of Heisman hype uh, in the SEC because he plays for Georgia, a top four, top five team going into the season is going to be up there, but he's not the best quarterback in the SEC uh, to me. But where does Emory Jones uh, fall into that? So, Going to get my thoughts here uh, on that. You know, off the cuff, if somebody quickly had asked me, I'd say, yeah, think a little bit more about it. Might peg him down a little bit. I'll give you uh, my thoughts here. You know, right now for me, it's wait until I can see more. Uh, I, I'm not a big projectionist. I don't like to project a whole lot. Uh, I don't like to, you know, it's uh, a lot of it is what have I seen? What have you done for me lately? Uh, and this, for me, this is more of a preseason ranking and how I rank going into the season, into the 2021 season. Not a, not a ultimate, not an ultimate decision on where they will end up. Um, I, I think this will change by season's end. So this is, I'll, I'll preface it here. This is going into the 2021 season and how I would do it until I see more. Different ways to rank, I think, once you get past the first couple. Uh, and then when the season ends, I think there will be multiple quarterbacks that you can make an argument for to be third through sixth. And it's according to how you want to look at it. Uh, as I look at it, this is more based on production so far, not so much based on potential. Uh, and now I, I'll, I'll try to do my best to project a little. There is a little projection in here. Uh, but as I said, these are more preseason going into the 2021 season and how I um, how I shake it out at the top. I got Matt Corral uh, at Ole Miss. We saw firsthand first game of the season last year the growth he made with Lane Kiffin as head coach slash offensive coordinator uh, there um, at, at Ole Miss. He can play better. Um, got to cut down on some mistakes. Got to cut down on those interceptions, but. He took a massive leap there under Lane Kiffin, and I think with Mac Jones going, with Kyle Trask going, I think Matt Corral is with Lane Kiffin. There is the best quarterback going into the 2021 season. Ended up being the starter, really effective. Like I said, turnovers gotta fix that. But look, I mean, his mentality, Lane Kiffin's mentality of just go out there and let it go. I think it produced a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of scoring, but also produced that gunslinger mentality and no holds barred and just let it go. And I, I think that fits for Lane Kiffin, but you got to take the good with the bad and the bad are a lot of turnovers. If he can fix that, he's even even more special, I think, in 2021. I mean, he, he carries, to me, he carries that offense. And Ole Miss had some weapons last year. They lose some of those weapons, but I think Corral's good enough to kind of carry that team at the quarterback position. Um, got to get them manageable. Got to get those numbers manageable. But look, he was only one of two quarterbacks to complete over 70% of his passes. The other was Mac Jones at 77.4%. In only 10 games, he threw almost 30 touchdowns and led SEC quarterbacks in rushing yards with 506 and rushing touchdowns with four. So not many SEC quarterbacks last year were rushing the ball. Uh, we'll, I think we'll see that much more this year with Emory Jones in Florida, uh, of course. But you know, last year it was the air raid attack of Kyle Trask in Florida, the air raid of Mac Jones in Alabama and all the receivers from Kyle Pitts to Kyle uh, or Kadarius Tony to all those Bama receivers uh, that we saw last year in Atlanta. It's little transition there, <laughs> I think, uh, of Emory Jones in Florida, at least, uh, on the ground. Expect Corral to use his legs uh, as well a bit, too. Number two, I know a lot of you probably are not going to like this all too much, but I got JT Daniels, Georgia quarterback there at, at, at number two, as I said. I think it's based on a little bit of production. We saw what he did uh, in his four starts toward the end of last season. 
look, I know the competition wasn't all that great. I firstly admit that, but he did what he was supposed to do uh, versus those opponents for the most part. I think he you know, he could have done better, uh, but I think with a full offseason, not having to worry about an injury, uh, all that. Now you do lose some weapons, George Pickens with the ACL tear in the spring, of course, I think is a big hit there for, for, for Daniel. So we'll see how that affects. But I think based on a little bit of production, there's not a lot of returning production uh, in the SEC, especially for the top tier teams. Uh, and JT Daniels is up there for Georgia as one of those top tier SEC teams with a somewhat <laughs> returning quarterback. He averaged 307.8 yards last year. So basically 308 yards per game, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. His 67.2% completion percentage was pretty good. 10.3 yards per attempt ranked first among SEC quarterbacks. Corral was at second at 10.2. So some things you can point to in Daniel's game that says, you know, maybe with an offseason, he elevates his game uh, even more uh, there. I think he can be pretty good. I do not put him at the level of a contrast. Matt Jones, what we saw from them last year right now, I don't see that. Um now, admittedly, I'm not sure I saw Kyle Trask and Matt Jones do what I thought they would or do what I thought they'd do in 2020. They exceeded expectations. Maybe Daniels does the same thing. But based off of what I saw last year in the short window, I don't see him being a Kyle Trask. I don't see him being a Mac Jones there. And I, honestly, from, from what I've seen right here in, in my rankings, I don't see him being a Matt Corral uh, there. Uh, just he's, he's got more talent around him. I think that elevates him just a bit. But the reason I put Corral over him, I think Corral does very similar things numbers-wise with less talent around him. That's why I have pretty much Corral in my top spot. Uh, I'm going a little different here, my third spot. Henry Jones is not my third-best quarterback uh, going into the 2021 season. I'm going with whoever LSU picks with Miles Brennan and Max Johnson. Uh, that's my third uh, spot there. I think both those guys in their limited time last year showed a lot. Um and look, Johnson come in late last year against Florida as a true freshman. Some people expect him to win the job over over Brennan. Uh, I think the more I hear about it, more people will lean that way. Uh, but don't forget, those three games Brennan started last year threw for 1,112 yards, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. If he could have kept that up, 371 passing yards per game. Uh, he probably wouldn't have that. He probably wouldn't have produced that, but – that's, that's a good bit of stats there early on in the season. That would have led the nation by a wide margin had he kept that up. 371 passing yards there from for Miles Brennan at the beginning of the season for LSU last year. Torn abdominal muscle. Uh, and if he had been the quarterback all last year, it probably wouldn't be a competition. Um, but for Johnson, he beat Florida and Ole Miss. And those defenses, we know how bad Florida's defense was. We know how bad Ole Miss's uh, defense was. But is that a launching point for Max Johnson? Or will the Brennan experience, being around the LSU program, even more pay off for him? Either way, I think both played really well uh, in their starts. And that's why I have them slightly above Emory Jones. They have started games. They've started SEC games. And they've produced in those games. I have Emory Jones fourth, but basically because of that, we still haven't seen him start. And as I said, this is more of a going into the 2021 season, not much of a projection. Um, there's still Emory's still so much of an enigma uh, right now, just because we haven't seen enough uh, of his arm. We have seen some, uh, and just need to see more to put him above the guys I've mentioned uh, before. I, I think he has the potential uh, to, to to be up there, to be in that top three. 
but I have to see some production first. Uh, I have him this high and above Alabama's Bryce Young because he does have more uh, experience to this point. I put him above experienced players like Connor Bazelak and Bo Nix because of his potential being coached by Dan Mullen. Um, you know, it speaks a lot uh, in an offense that will be tailored uh, to what he does well. And look, I, I, and I know I said I, I value production a lot and experience a lot, but Bo Nix is playing in a brand new offense with Gus Malzahn going. Connor Bazelak doesn't have the talent around him that Emory Jones is going to have around him or the coaching around him, I don't think. You know, Dan Mullen, Emory Jones, I think it's a perfect pairing. That's why I have him uh, above those two guys. Uh, and look, you can argue Bryce Young, uh, and I really wouldn't scoff at it at all, uh, from Alabama. You could argue he could, would, should be above Emory for the simple fact that he plays at Alabama. And the quarterback lineage there lately speaks for itself. The talent that's going to surround him speaks for itself. Uh, but I give Emory the nod there because we have seen more. Uh, and with a little bit of projection, as I said, I'm not, I'm not weighing projection a whole lot here. Just a little bit, uh, but with some of the production we've seen from Emory Jones, I think that uh, it puts me fourth in the SEC there uh, for Emory Jones. So I wouldn't have him in the top three, right on the outside. Um, like I said, it might be a little contradictory, but how because but you know I, I laid out why Emory is above quarterbacks with experience like Basilak and Knicks uh, to me uh, there. So kind of just where I, I see it right now. And Emory Jones, I think by the time season ends, I think he, I think we'll look at a lot of metrics to way to where we can say Emory Jones is the top three quarterback in the SEC. Uh, I think there, there's going to be multiple ways to look at it. It's going to be multiple stats to look at and say, no, this guy should be in the top three or right at three or four or whatever. Uh, but I think uh, when it's all said and done, Dan Mullen, Emory Jones, that development pairing, he's been sitting, waiting, biding his time. It's going to be a, a pretty good pairing there uh, for the Gators and Dan Mullen and Emory Jones. So uh, I, I expect some big things. I expect some big things uh, in this offense from Emory Jones. All right, guys, we'll take a look at some of the comments here. Um, uh, this is all from YouTube, YouTube comments here. Nobby Ben Sade. I hope I said that, Nobby. Uh, I hope I said that right. Uh, Emory should shock people this season. Dan has too much of a track record in that area. Uh, yep, that's part of the reason uh, I have him up there uh, a bit above. You know, like I said, Bryce Young, Emory Jones is the big kind of uh, – I've seen it uh, in multiple angles there of one above the other, uh, and that's one reason I have him above uh, there. A little bit of experience, but some experience being developed by Dan Mullen in that track record the last few years. Uh, HB here on YouTube says, all speculation surrounding Emory – Mullen has been grooming him for three years now. Mullen's quarterback development record speaks for itself. Um, and yeah, like I said, kind of goes further. Some of the same point uh, I made. Rod Smith says Bryce Jones should be number two. Bama loaded with talent. I mean, that, you, like I said, you can, if people want to put Bryce Young number two, uh, up to number two, I, I can't scoff at that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm basing it more on preseason and what you've done. But by the end of the year, if Bryce Young is number one, if Bryce Young is number two, I'm not going to be surprised. I mean, the lineage for the last few years at Alabama, those quarterbacks, how they've carried their teams from Jalen Hurts to to, uh, to now Mac Jones. I mean, the record speaks for itself there as well uh, in what we've seen from Bama in the last half decade and quarterbacks and the talent that's going to be around him. 
it's not going to be a surprise to see Bryce Young up there either. I mean, I go back to the preseason magazines here. I do, I do have them. I wanted to look one more time before I come on here. Athlon, Matt Corral, number one, kind of same where I did too. They did have Bryce Young, number two, uh, there. And you can make the reasons. You can make the uh, – you can get the reasons why he should be up there, uh, as I laid out. And they had JT – Athlon had JT Daniels, number three. Uh, they had Emory Jones, number four. So Athlon, pretty high on Emory Jones there. Lindy's went three teams for the SEC, and they did not have Emory Jones in their top three uh, SEC quarterbacks. They had the whole Florida room, quarterback room, sixth best in the SEC. We discussed that a few weeks ago when we looked at the uh, preseason magazine, so you can go back and look at that episode. Uh, but Lindy's not as high on Emory Jones in the quarterback room at Florida. Their top three were – let me get here and see right quick. It was Matt Corral, number one, JT Daniels, number two, and Bryce Young, number three, for Lindy's. So that was their quarterback rankings and where they have the quarterbacks. Um, like that, I'm not sure if they do it like I do. It's more of a preseason note of going in or if that's how they expect it to play out uh, in the season. So that's where, that's where I'll end that one. That's where I'll end this thought. Emory Jones right now going into the season, for me, is the SEC's fourth-best quarterback with a very high ceiling and a chance to move up five seasons in and be on that all SEC team when it's all said and done. All right, I'm going to extend the conversation for Gators Breakdown Plus members. So you guys hang on, and I'll get your thoughts that we've discussed in the uh, chat room there. Everybody, if you haven't done so yet, please go, please go join Gators Breakdown Plus. You can sit there uh, and join for as little as $3 a month, get access to a blog that I send out pretty much every Thursday, kind of a, a weekend review uh, uh, look. Also, that chat room that's really, really busy. Thank you guys there for uh, keeping that busy. Really, really good chat room there on the Discord server uh, for Gators Breakdown Plus and a lot of other stuff as well. Go check it out at gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm. We'll continue the conversation there, but everybody listening on the podcast version, YouTube version, thank you so much for joining us here on this solid of day, and uh, we'll see you guys later. <laughs>